0: chapter 2. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just want to read you two verses um, that God just put on my heart to to share. Um, When Peter first asked us to to come, it was several months ago, and immediately God gave me um, this word to bring this morning. Um, Colossians chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 9 and 10. It says, For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. Amen? Amen. Does anybody believe that this morning? That Jesus Christ is head over every power power and authority this morning. I don't know about you, but when I read that, I get excited. I thank God this morning that Jesus is above every head. That Jesus is above every power. That Jesus is above every authority. That Jesus is above every sickness. That Jesus is above every circumstance. That Jesus is above every devil from hell. That the lion of the tribe of Judah has triumphed. That Jesus is alive this morning. And that Jesus reigns this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Christ... All the fullness of the Godhead lives in bodily form. Do we believe believe that this morning? That in Christ, all the fullness of the Godhead lives and dwells. Hallelujah. That verse gets me excited. But you know what? It wasn't that bit that got me excited. The bit that got me excited was the next phrase. It says, you have been given fullness in Christ. Wow. You know, I just want to encourage you, if you don't read anything else this week, just read that verse over and over again. That in Christ, all the fullness of the Godhead lives in bodily form. Amen? But me and you have been given fullness in Christ. Wow! Isn't that just an awesome, awesome scripture? Thank God for the gospel this morning. This morning I want to talk to you about walking in the fullness of your salvation. Walking in the fullness of your salvation. You see, God says in his word that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And friends, as I look around the church of Jesus in our nation, there are many Christians that are weak, that are sick and are dying. And the reason is because they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know what's available to them in this awesome thing that we call the gospel. They're not walking in the true fullness of their salvation. But who knows that the Bible tells us that we need to put on the whole armor of God. And the first thing that it tells us to put on is the helmet of our salvation. You see, friends, we need to know, we need to have a revelation this morning about just what Jesus accomplished for us when he died on the cross. Is anybody glad that they're saved this morning? Is anybody glad that they're going to heaven? Glory to God. But friends, our salvation this morning is much more than just waiting for Jesus to come again. Friends, we have a destiny in God. We have a plan and a purpose that Almighty God has set before us. And this morning, I just want to share with you about what it is to walk in the fullness of your salvation. Who knows this morning that Jesus is above all? We know that Jesus came and he died on a cross. And then he rose again. And the Bible says that right now, at this moment in time, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus this morning is above every principality and power. He is above every circumstance. He is above every problem. He is above every situation. He is above every sickness. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that we have been raised up with Christ, and that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So this morning, just as Jesus is above all, guess what? We're above all as well. This morning, because of Jesus, we are above every principality and power. We are above every circumstance. We are above every sickness. We are above every problem and every devil from hell. Friends, you're not geographically, you may be sat in your seat in King's Church, Cambridge, but let me tell you, friends, that the real you this morning is seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus above everything that the enemy of our souls would try to throw at us this morning. We are above all, hallelujah, because of Jesus this morning and because of our awesome, awesome salvation. And yet many, many Christians, so many, settle for less. They're happy that they believe in Jesus, that they're going to heaven. And that's all they settle for. But friends, there's so much more available to the church than that. You know, one of my heroes is, is a guy called John G. Lake. Uh, John G. Lake was a Canadian missionary to South Africa. And John G. Lake, if you just read about him, some incredible, awesome things. But John G. Lake was someone that had an incredible revelation of who he was in Christ. He had an incredible revelation of the fullness of his salvation. There's one story about how he, there was a plague going on in, in one of the villages. And there were dead bodies all over the place. And nobody was burying the dead because the plague was so contagious that you touched a dead body you were gonna get the plague and they were gonna be and you were gonna be the next one to die. But John G. Lake went out into the into the village and he started to pick up these dead bodies and he started to bury them. And people came out to him and they said, What are you doing? If you touch that disease, that disease is gonna is gonna touch you and you're gonna be infected. And John G. Lake just looked at them, he said, Don't you realize who you're talking to? He said, I am a child of God. I am filled with the spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. If I touch that disease, I ain't going to die. In fact, if that disease touches me, the disease is going to die. And you know what, they did an experiment, he called for, for the doctors and they got some of, the, uh, some of the disease from one of the dead bodies and they put it on the hand of John G. Lake. And they examined it uh, under all the equipment and they noticed that as soon as uh, the disease touched John G. Lake's body, the disease shriveled up and died. Friends, that's what's available in Christ Jesus. Friends, we need to have a revelation this morning of the power of the gospel. Friends, I don't know about you, but I love the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank God that I'm forgiven this morning. And yet there are so many Christians I come across and they're still living in guilt. They're still living in shame. They're still living in condemnation. And friends, I want to say, if you're here this morning, and the accuser of your soul is bringing up your past mistakes, if he's bringing up your failures, if he's bringing up your weaknesses this morning, I want to say, friends, that according to the gospel, when you became a new Christian, you became a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. You are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. Friends, when Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross, he shed his blood in seven places. He shed his blood from the sweat as he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. He shed his blood from his face, from his head, from his back, from his hands, from his feet, and from his side. Seven places Christ shed his blood. Friends, seven in the Bible is the number of completeness and I want to say this morning that the blood of Jesus brings total cleansing That the blood of Jesus brings total forgiveness. And friends, there is still power in the blood to set the captives free. There is still power in the blood to change and transform lives. Because of the blood that was shed from his sweat, we are now free from the curse. Because of the blood that was shed from his face, we are now beautiful in his eyes. Because of the blood that was shed from his head, we are now crowned kings and priests. Because of the blood that was shed from our hands, from his hands everything we touch shall be blessed from the blood that was shed from his feet we can walk in authority because of the blood that was shed from his side we are now the bride of Christ and because of the blood that was shed from his back by his stripes we are healed glory to God glory to God friends we are forgiven this morning As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. Not only are we forgiven, but we've been made righteous this morning. Oh friends, when God looks at us, oh we are right with God this morning. Friends, God is not angry with us this morning. Oh, God loves us with a passion, friends. Friends, this morning, God is not against us, but God is for us this morning. Friends, God is for you this morning. He's for your family. He's for your business. He's for your children. And friends, if God is for us, who can be against us this morning? Oh, we serve an awesome God. We serve an awesome God. Friends, I thank God that I have been saved from my past. I thank God that I am going to heaven. But what about right here and right now? Who are we as a church of Jesus Christ? Friends, I want to say this morning that when you got saved, you became the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. Friends, we need to know this morning that we are beloved of God. That God loves us this morning with a passion. That this morning you are the apple of his eye. The Bible says that uh, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother. He shall be united to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Friends, we are the bride of Christ and as such we are one with Jesus this morning. Isn't that an awesome thing? That we have been baptised into Jesus. That we are one with Christ that it's Christ in me and that I am in him this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Friends, God loves us this morning with an everlasting love. This morning, God rejoices over us with singing. Friends, it's not just about forgiveness this morning. It's not just about the fact that we're going to heaven, but it's about intimacy with the lover of our souls. You know, in in Song of Songs, it said that that the beloved lay on a bed, a heart pounding for the one that she loved as he was at the latch of the door. Friends, this morning Jesus is standing at the door. Friends, does our heart beat for him? Does our heart pound for Jesus this morning? Oh hallelujah, is anybody here just overhead in heels with love? Head over heels in love with Jesus? Has anybody here got a heart that just burns for him? A heart that's just consumed for Jesus? Oh hallelujah, because of the blood this morning friends, we can access the very presence of Jehovah. Just as, uh, as Esther went into the courtroom of the king and it says that the king held out the golden scepter and it says that she found favour in his eyes and he said, come, ask whatsoever you desire and it shall be given unto you. Friends, this morning we can come into the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And this morning he holds out the golden scepter. He says, come boldly before the throne of grace. You have found favour in my eyes. This morning ask whatsoever you desire and it shall be given unto you. Did not Jesus say you can ask for anything in my name and it will be given unto you? The book of Psalms chapter 2 says that if we ask, God will give us the nations for our inheritance. Oh, hallelujah. Friends, we come and uh, we come sometimes when we pray just small requests, small prayers about trivial things that God is already taking care of. Friends, there's a higher level than that. God says that because of our salvation, we can ask for nations and he will give them to us. Oh, how about asking for the nation of Brazil this morning? Amen. How about asking, do you think that nations includes this nation? Do you think that this nation includes Cambridge? Do you think that this nation includes your friends and your family and your loved ones that don't know Jesus? Friends, we can ask and he will give us the nations as our inheritance. Oh, friends, do you know that you have an inheritance this morning in Jesus. The Bible says that, that God gave an inheritance to the children of Israel. And it was a land flowing with milk and honey. Friends, when, you became, when Jesus died on the cross, he left behind an awesome inheritance for his church. And friends, it wasn't so that we could live. In lack, in defeat, in poverty, in sickness, in a, in a desert somewhere. It was so we could live a life of abundance, that we could live in a life flowing with milk and honey, that we could, he could lead us by the still waters. Oh, hallelujah, friends. We have an inheritance this morning in Jesus. Because of Jesus, we can walk in victory. Because of Jesus, wherever our feet touch we can possess a land oh friends we can live and under an open heaven this morning just as jesus when he was baptized in the jordan river he came up it said the heavens were opened friends you can have an open heaven of your life this morning you can have access to all the storehouses of heaven let me tell you friends that there is no recession in heaven there is no credit crunch in heaven. Friends, the storehouses of heaven a jam-packed to overflowing with all the blessings of a loving, omnipotent, all-powerful, all-wonderful, all-loving Father. And friends, because of Jesus, we have access to all of those blessings, all of those promises this morning. The Bible says that we have been blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Oh, I love that. Hallelujah. You know, when people talk about prosperity, you know, they talk about having a a big house, a big car, lots of money in the bank account. Well, you know, if God blesses me with that, wonderful. But friends, that's just being blessed in the earthly realms. Oh, we've got an even greater blessing than that. We're blessed in the heavenly realms. Oh, hallelujah, heavenly blessings. That to me speaks of miracles. That to me speaks of signs and wonders. That to me speaks of revival and reformation and renewal. That to me speaks of nations being shaken. That to me speaks of accessing the very glory and the very presence of God. Oh, hallelujah. He's lavished us with the riches of his grace. Oh, hallelujah. You're looking at a rich man this morning. Hallelujah. And that's even on a youth pastor's salary from Barnsley. I'm a rich man. I've been blessed with the riches of his grace. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus, it says he stood up in the synagogue. He said, I've come to preach that today is a day of salvation. That today is a year of jubilee. The time of God's favour. You know, I looked that up in the Amplified and it says this. The day when the free favours of God profusely abound. Now I looked up that word profusely because I'm not very clever. Because I had no idea what it meant. And it says this. To radiate with abundance. Freely, extravagantly and abundantly. Hallelujah. That's our God, friends. That's our God this morning. Now I'm not saying that life is always easy. You know that it's not. Friends, problems come, trials come, attacks come. And when they do, it doesn't mean that we're not spiritual or that God doesn't love us anymore. But friends, greater is He greater is he that lives in us than he that lives in the world and friends when problems come too many of us think woe is me and that's when we become over, that's when we get overcome but who knows this morning that we are called to be more than conquerors this morning and friends it's all about how we see ourselves this morning you see many of us just look at ourselves and we see ourselves as sinners just saved by grace but friends when i got saved i was a sinner but i'm no longer a sinner now i'm a saint now i'm a child of god now i'm loved now i'm a king and a priest in the kingdom of light this morning hallelujah friends you know that you're a king this morning you're a king Hallelujah. A king and a priest in the kingdom of light. You know when God created Adam. He gave him authority. And he gave him dominion. Not over people. But over his environment. Over his circumstances. Over his situations. And when Adam fell he lost that dominion. But praise God that when Jesus triumphed on the cross, he took back all the authority and all the power and all dominion. He said, I hold the keys of death and hell. He could say, all power and all authority has been given unto me. But friends, on the day of Pentecost, when God sent his spirit, he didn't just enable us just to speak in tongues. But friends, he enabled us once again to live in authority, to live in dominion, to live in all the power of heaven. Glory to God that we have that dominion and friends this morning you are a king, you are a master. Your word this morning has creative power. Let me tell you that God's word in your mouth has just as much power as God's word in Jesus' mouth. That that word that is like fire, when you speak it out, it happens. His words shall not return unto him void. Friends, you are a king. You are a master. You have dominion. He he has clothed us with royal robes. Oh, you're part of the royal family this morning. Hallelujah. You know when the prodigal son came, the father said, bring him the best robe. Oh, friends, you're wearing the best robe this morning. The Bible says that we've been clothed. With Christ. Oh, hallelujah. You know, sometimes people pray for Smith Wigglesworth's mantle. Or Catherine Coleman's mantle. Friends, I've got the mantle of Jesus. I've been clothed with Christ. Oh, wherever I go, Jesus goes. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Bring the best robe. Put it on my son. Oh, hallelujah. He also said, bring the ring. And put it on his finger. You know the ring? It was a seal, the Father's seal. Friends, we've been sealed, the Bible says, with the Spirit of God. That seal is a sign that you are his most treasured possession. That seal that mean, means that you have access to all the promises of God. That seal means that we have the authority of the King. Hallelujah. Turn with me to um, John chapter 16 a moment. John chapter 16. Look at verse 14. This is Jesus talking about the Spirit. And this again is just an incredible verse. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it made known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and he will make it known to you. Wow, I wonder Phil, could you just come out a moment and um, Jane and um, Darren, will you come as well? Just turn around and face everybody, we'll have a bit of a drama. Okay, Darren is going to be God, the Father. Okay, Phil is going to be Jesus. And Jane is going to be Jane. (laughs) Jesus said, all that the Father has, he gave to me. Isn't that wonderful? Wonderful. That he is all omnipotent, all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing God, Jehovah, Yahweh, the Father of light. And everything that he had, he gave to his beloved son, Jesus. But Jesus said, and who knows that Jesus did not tell lies. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will take from what is mine and he will make it known to James. So now Jane has at her disposal everything that Jesus had. All that the Father has has been made known to her. The same power, the same authority, the same victory, the same life. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? That friends, now we walk as Jesus walked on this earth because the Holy Spirit takes all that Jesus had and he deposits it, deposits it in us. That's wonderful. Hallelujah. Thanks, guys. Just turn with me just a couple more scriptures. Turn to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians 4, verse 4. When the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Romans goes on, Romans 8 goes on to say that we are now joint heirs, co-heirs with Christ Jesus. Friends, we are not just sinners that have been saved. We are sons and daughters of Almighty God. We've been adopted into his family. Hallelujah. Friends, you know, a co-heir with Christ. We have the full rights of sons. That means that God doesn't just give everything to Jesus and he gives us the leftovers. We have the full rights of sons. That means that everything that Jesus had when he walked on this earth 2,000 years ago, now we, as his sons and daughters, we also now possess. Do you know, I looked up that word heir in a legal dictionary. And this is what it says. A person who has a legal right to receive the property of. Of someone else. I immediately thought of all the promises of God. All of them are yes and amen. In Christ Jesus. And friends we have the legal right. To access all the promises. That are available in God's word. And there it also says. It can be money. Or it can also be a title. Oh I like that. That we have the title, we have a, the name that is above every name. The name of Jesus has been given to us. Hallelujah. And I love the, the last bit. It says this an heir, a person who has a legal right to receive the property of someone else. It can be money or a title. And then it says this the word heir can also be used as someone who continues a work that someone else started. I like that. Now church, I want you to listen to me carefully this morning. When Jesus came to earth, he came as God's only son. Amen. But when Jesus left the earth, he left as God's oldest son. Friends, God has brought many sons into glory. And friends, I want to say this. That it actually glorifies the Father more to have many sons than it did just to have one son. Because the Bible says that God's glory is going to cover the whole earth like the waters cover the sea. How? How is God's glory going to cover the whole earth as the water covers the sea? It's going to happen as he takes men and women like me and you. And he fills them with the glory of his son Jesus. And as we go out into all the world, his glory will spread till it covers the whole face of planet earth. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus is the seed of Abraham. And God said to Abraham, I'm going to take your seed and I'm going to multiply it. So it's like the dust of the earth and it's like the stars of the sky. God takes a one man, Jesus. And he multiplies Jesus. So now there are many, many Jesuses. Now there are lots and lots of little Jesuses. Now you're looking at one. You're looking at little Christ. And I'm looking at lots of little Christ. And friends, now Christ is like the dust of the earth. Now Christ is like the stars in the sky. The one man has become many. Now we have all that Jesus had. And we are called to do all that Jesus Hallelujah. Friends, you are as much a son of God as Jesus was. Friends, God loves and favours you just as much as he did Jesus. I believe that with all my heart. And friends, the same spirit, the same spirit. Oh, hallelujah. There's so much more I could say, but I just want to close. Just very briefly, I just want to say just a couple of other things. Who knows that this world needs to see Jesus? Friends, this world doesn't need to see the next great church. Friends, even church at its best, even you at your best, can't meet the needs of anybody. But friends, what this world needs to see is the the Son of God, Jesus. And friends, when people look at you, you know when Peter and John went to the... Gate and they saw the cripple. You notice how Peter and John said, Look at us. They didn't say, Look at Jesus, they said, Look at us. Because the only Jesus that that crippled man was going to see was the Jesus that was in Peter and Paul, uh, Peter and John rather. And, And Peter said, Silver and gold have we not, but what we do have. They had Christ in them, the hope of glory. And because Christ was in them, that man had hope. And friends, let me tell you that because Christ is in you, you have hope this morning. There is hope for the lost. There is hope for the sick. There is hope for the broken hearted. Because it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. 1 John says this in the King James Version. As he is in this world, so are we. Friends, it doesn't say as he was in this world. Friends, Jesus 2,000 years ago was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. He had nowhere to lay his head. That's how he was. He labored, he toiled. That's how he was. But who knows that now he is exalted. Now he's glorified. Now he's king of all. Now he has all power and all authority. And all dominion. And it doesn't say as he was in the world. It says as he is in this world. So are we. Friends we are filled with the same glory that Jesus had. And we are called to take that glory into every sphere of society. And demonstrate the love. Demonstrate the power. Demonstrate the glory of almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me close with one final scripture turn with me to John chapter 21 hallelujah this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible I just think it's great John 125 at uh, 2125. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Has anybody ever read that verse before? Anybody think that's just a wonderful verse? That if everything Jesus did was written down, even the whole world wouldn't have room to contain the books that would be written. You know, I was just thinking and meditating on that scripture one day. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And said, you are one of the books. Think about that for a moment. You are one of the books. You see, it says Jesus did many other things as well. But friends, I believe that we could just as easily say, Jesus is doing many other things as well. Because who knows that the ministry of Jesus has not ended. The book of Acts begins with Luke saying that he wrote down all that Jesus began to do and teach. Friends, let me tell you that the miracle ministry of Jesus has not ended, but has continued for over 2,000 years. And friends, today Christ works through each and every believer as we do the things that he did and even greater things. And friends, I just want to leave you with this thought this morning that your life is a book. The Apostle Paul says that you are a letter from Christ. And friends, just as the Ten Commandments were written by the finger of God, let me tell you that God wants to write On each page of your life. By his spirit. Psalm 139 says. All the days ordained for me. Were written in your book. And friends each day. We have an opportunity. To continue the ministry of Jesus. By preaching the gospel. Healing the sick. Loving the unlovable. Setting the captives free. And friends as we minister for Christ. Each page of our book is filled with the mighty exploits that we've done for his glory. And friends, as each single person here fills up our own personal book of what Christ has done in us, friends, the whole world will be filled with the books that are being written. Friends, you might look at your life and you might think that you're pretty small and insignificant. But friends, you're a book in God's library. And in God's library, every book is precious. Every book is special. Every book is important. And friends, the Bible says that when we get to the end of our days, the books will be opened. And friends, I wonder when your book is opened... I wonder if there'll be many blank pages of opportunities that were missed. Friends, I don't know about you, but I want every page in my book to be filled. Friends, I believe there are still revivals to be written. I still believe there are stories of miracles to be written. There are still stories of the dead raised, of lives being transformed, of multitudes being saved, of nations being shaken. And friends, as we wake up and realize the fullness of our salvation, as we wake up and realize just who we are in him, then friends, God's going to do something glorious in our lives as we demonstrate who he is to a lost and dying world. Hallelujah. Let's just close our eyes.